Hello, I'm Francesca Terry and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. In this week's podcast, we're discussing an article published today, the 1st of March, about a risk stratification model for children with newly diagnosed Crohn's disease. Joining me today is the lead author of the paper, Dr. Subra Kathasan, from the Emory University School of Medicine in Atlanta, America. Welcome. Thank you. So to start, can you briefly describe what some of the complications associated with the disease and the main treatment, which is anti-tumor necrosis factor alpha or TNF-alpha therapy, what these complications are? Crohn's disease is a condition that chronic inflammation occurs in the bowel, mainly small bowel and large bowel. And not every patient have the same natural history. This disease is a lifelong disease. Once you are diagnosed, it stick around with you for the rest of your life. And the risk for complicated disease, what we call is stricture or narrowing of the intestine, inevitably causing obstruction. So you need to have a surgery to relieve it. Or sometimes a bowel perforation occurs, and that also requires a surgery to relieve it. So unfortunately, these somewhat recurring disease that even though you have a surgery, it's not curative. The disease does come back in the exact same area where the surgery occurred, further complicating this issue. So this complication only occur in about half of the patient during the lifetime. So still not very clear why about half of the patient get these complications, other half of the patient don't. Nevertheless, our focus or our aim of the study is really trying to understand which group of patients get this complication, early complication. That means within three years of diagnosis. Therefore, we could be very aggressive in terms of treating them. So this particular study was not really a randomized clinical trial where we were trying to understand whether this anti-TNF therapy, which is a mainstay of um, Crohn's disease treatment nowadays, in fact, most effective therapy available for children and adults with Crohn's disease, but we actually have looked at these patients kind of a, a comparative effectiveness analysis. Therefore, we actually look at the 200 patients who have received anti-TNF treatment within 90 days of diagnosis and compared another 200 patients within our cohort where they have not received anti-TNF therapy, but the group were matched for their disease activity, their disease severity, and the disease location. And so the whole premise of this study is to see whether these complications can be prevented by anti-TNF therapy. Can you briefly outline the methodology, in particular the risk stratification, and then highlight the main results from your paper? Okay, so this study, again, is an observational cohort study. So we have enrolled 913 patients with Crohn's disease at diagnosis where they did not have any complications. So they were uncomplicated disease diagnosis at the time of. Because we acquired a large number of patients, we have to take this from 28 sites in North America, which includes uh, three Canadian sites and rest is U.S. sites. The patients were enrolled between 2008 and 2012, a four-year period. And then they were enrolled at the time of diagnosis. So when they have a definitive procedure such as colonoscopy is done, they were enrolled the same day 
In fact, they were enrolled before they have a colonoscopy done. Therefore, we were able to get samples like intestinal biopsies, their stool sample, as well as their blood sample before the diagnosis is done because once you are diagnosed, you cannot get these tissue samples afterwards because you won't have a colonoscopy second time like that. So they were enrolled, and then we did not dictate how these patients are treated. So that patients are then treated by their treating physician according to their prospectives. But what we did was we followed them every six months prospectively for 36 months. And during that time, every event were recorded. So if they have a treatment, they have a diagnostic procedure such as imaging, radiology, colonoscopy, or any other treatments like antibiotics or any other live events were recorded and followed up. And by doing so, we were able to prospectively track all the events, including any complications such as strictures that narrowing of the intestine requires a surgery or intestinal perforation that requires a surgery. So in 36 months, we were able to document that 9% of our patients actually ended up uh, requiring surgery for complications. During that time, we were collecting clinical and endoscopic features as well as we actually studied the biology of these patients at the time of diagnosis by doing a genetic profiles, their gene transcription profile, that's gene expression, by doing RNA sequencing from the biopsy. And we also did the serology on them for many antimicrobial factors. So using their baseline clinicals and baseline biological then we actually have done a risk stratification model to look at the risk of developing these patients based on the baseline biology. Because as you know that by three years, we actually did know which patient developed complication versus which patient did not develop complication. And we actually were able to detect a novel ileal extracellular matrix gene signature presented diagnosis associated future risk of developing structural complication. And using this baseline biological as well as the clinical features, we were able to develop a risk stratification model with a positive predictive value and a negative predictive value. Because the complication rates were lower, our positive predictive value was only 74% even adding the extracellular matrix gene signature. However, our negative predictive value was 95%. What does it mean is that we will be able to predict with 95% certainty that which patient will not develop complication within three years of diagnosis. On the other side, we were only able to predict with 74% accuracy that which patient will develop complicated disease. We also look at the effect of NTNF on these patients. So what we did was we took the patient who received NTNF within three months, and we were able to match these patients for 28 clinical parameters so that patients were matched like apples to apples 
from the rest of the patients where they did not receive any TNF. We have almost 800 patients to choose from to match this original 200 patients. So during the one-to-one -one matching, what we found was the anti-TNF was effectively able to prevent one form of complication, which is the bowel perforation and abscess formation, but the structuring disease were untouched. We were unable to show the anti-TNF treatment have any effect on that kind of complication. In the linked comment by Ingrid Argis and Isabel Klengen, they raise concerns on the use of your model to distinguish between those patients who will develop the strictures complication and those who will develop penetrating disease. Can you address this or will it be part of your future follow-up work? Oh, very good question. Yes, our risk prediction model predicts risk of any kind of complication like stricturing or penetrating. Since only 9% of our patients develop these complications, because of the sample size was not big enough to be able to do a separate analysis. So therefore, the positive predictive value and the negative predictive value were plainly and simply predicted the complication because both complications required surgery. So that's where we were able to. But as our numbers goes by, so all these patients are still being followed, and we just completed a five-year follow-up on these patients, and we will be able to now do this complication risk individually because our complication risk has now gone up to 15% in five years. So our future work will definitely involve having this different type of complication separated out to see whether the risk model have a different numbers. But we feel both of the risk require surgery it is fair to report this way, but as a readers, I'm sure they would like to know which kind of complication actually have a different, because the treatment seems to be have a different effect on them. So yes, our future work will include um, them separating out. And finally, what would you say is the research priority or implementation priority for this disease? We have so many discoveries in Crohn's disease. For example, in terms of genetic diagnosis, Crohn's disease is the poster child because we now know close to 200 genes been implicated. And this is a disease that have a lifelong complication or lifelong implications. Despite that, our most effective therapy, the NDTNF, is only able to kind of treat the disease on a temporary basis the overall natural history of Crohn's disease have not changed, even with the best and most effective therapy such as NTNF. So the other part of the coin is that not all these patients with Crohn's disease have a same or severe complicated disease. Therefore, selecting these patients out at the time of diagnosis, such as those who have higher risk of developing complications, such as our study have found, and then Therefore, those patients can be treated aggressively with a TNF or other form of new or biological therapy. Meanwhile, the patient who don't have high risk of complication or actually have a higher negative predictive value for complication, they can be treated in a conventional way, would be somewhat everybody's looking forward to because these medications have its own side effects. So we believe this is the beginning of what we call is a personalized therapy in Crohn's disease, where baseline biology is used to predict their complication. Therefore, the treatment is geared towards that 
risk model. This is something very first time we were able to show that in Crohn's disease. So what needs to be done is that every patient would like to have a risk prediction model. Therefore, they were presented with their risk of complications, surgery, and everything else. And then they are also given available therapies and their risk and side effects. And the patients will be able to select out which treatment that they should go on, balancing the risk and benefits. This kind of personalized therapy is already occurring in certain diseases like breast cancer, but we are so much behind in Crohn's disease. And our paper and our research really give us a proof of principles uh, kind of study to see that this can happen. But a lot more needs to be done. So one of the things what we found is so NTNF is effective in preventing one form of complication. This is a penetrating disease. But the most common complication is the fibrosis or the strictures leading to intestinal narrowing and surgery. So we propose that we have to find a therapy that works in this fibrogenesis or antifibrotic therapy. So there are already trials going on on liver fibrosis and other lung fibrosis. So that kind of antifibrotic clinical trials should be extended to Crohn's disease to see whether we will be able to prevent such a complication in Crohn's disease as well. Thank you for joining us today and speaking about your cohort study, which is available to read on the Lancet website. And thank you for listening.